Welcome to Sonic Laconic, the show where we supersonic race our way through each episode of the 1993 Sonic the Hedgehog animated series, colloquially known as Sonic Sat AM. I'm Alberto. And I'm Ida. So this episode was re- originally released on November 13th, 1993. What is it titled? What's the title of the episode? I do not know. Sonic's Nightmare. So we've watched the episode at six times speed. And now we're going to try and figure out what the heck even happened. So, Ida, why don't you start it off? All right. So, on Sonic's Nightmare, we start out with, guess what? A nightmare. We see Sonic, and he gets stuck in the mud, and there's, like, a thunderstorm. And then he's running across this rope bridge, and it breaks, and he falls down into this cavern. And then there's Sally, who gets roboticized and turned into a robot. And then he wakes up, and he's like, oh, oh. Wakes up in a cold sweat. Exactly. And then it's the next morning, and he and Rhoda are talking about something else. And Sally comes up, obviously distressed. And she has somehow acquired a recording of Robotnik saying something that they need to do something about. And then there's all these SWAT bots. And the SWAT bots are trying to get in, break into the, well, just trying to pull the latch. We skipped a very important part. Oh, what did we skip? Rotor said, I have an idea, and he opened up this junk closet, and all this stuff fell out. There were also a bunch of SWAT bot parts in there, and they were like, this is the perfect plan. We'll pretend we're SWAT bots and break into this transport blimp thing. See, I didn't even realize all that. I wrote down that there was this closet full of stuff that fell on him, but I did not make that connection. I was just like, oh, there's these swap bots, and they're kind of dumb. They can't get in to do their job. And then when Sally took her helmet off, I was like, what? So The swap bots are much bigger than all of the Freedom Fighters are. They're, yeah, much longer and taller. Taller. And all the Freedom Fighters should not fit in. Like, Rotor, Rotor has those tiny little feet. Yeah. How is, oh, I don't think he was actually there, but... No, I think it was Bunny, Sally, and Antoine. Antoine. But they are all very small. Mm-hmm. So they should not be fitting into these robot costumes. Mm-mm. It was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, they got stilts on into there. So Sally gets in there, breaks into something, and then sees outside that they've been discovered because Antoine tripped and his helmet fell off. Of course. And then when Sally gets caught, she seems to only get caught because she has her helmet off. Mm-hmm. She was, like, hacking in something, and then a SWAT bot walked in. If she had just put her helmet back on, she probably would have been fine. Yeah, was there any reason for her to take off her helmet in the first place? If it was a movie and it had some star actors in it, then, yeah, there'd be a reason. Like, in all the Spider-Man movies... Mm-hmm. At the end, Spider-Man always gets, like, his mask ripped off somehow, mm. or he takes it off so that you can see Tobey Maguire in there mm-hmm. for the final battle. But this is a cartoon, so they don't have that reason. I don't know. There's a lot of famous voice actors on this show. Name one. That one person who played a rug rat. <laughs> yeah, name another one. The. Jaleel White. Oh, yeah. Who was he? Sonic? Oh. <laughs> what? Yeah, You're I ridiculous. Anyway. So then... We see Sonic running around, and he gets somewhere, and he's like, oh, nobody's here. So he runs somewhere else, and then he's like, oh, nobody's here either. And he finds a SWATBOT helmet, and he's like, oh, they must have got caught. 
So the other freedom fighters are captured. And they're in this laser cage. Mm-hmm. All together. And, oh, and the Swapots, like, brought Dr. Robotnik to them where they were captured. And Dr. Robotnik had his metal bird. And I'm pretty sure both times I heard him say carnivorous. Mm-hmm, I so heard that, too. So like, this is my carnivorous bird. I'll have my bird eat you <laughs> if you don't do what I say or something like that. I believe it's a chicken. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is. Carnivorous chicken. Eventually, Sonic shows up, and then he develops some type of plan to save his friends, and he has to run through you skipped, this you big skipped, old... You skipped a very important part again. Oh, I don't remember these parts. He had flashbacks to his nightmare. So then he has this premonition thought flashback something about his dream that he had, because apparently it's going to tell him what to do. That's what I thought. Or it was he was dreaming about what was about to happen. Which I guess they're both kind of the same thing. But anyway, he couldn't move. He was so frozen with fear. Mm. And then he cried out in anguish. And I think fell to the ground. But then he recovered and he thought, oh, I'll stop this blimp by drilling into the ground. And there's like this oil rig thing underground. And I'll bump into that. And then it'll shoot oil out right when the blimp is overhead. And it will destroy the blimp. And it did. Yeah, it all went swimmingly. Mm Mm-hmm. Hopefully he knew about the oil thing and it wasn't just a coincidence. Well, he purposefully ran on those gears to make them turn the other way so it would shoot up. I guess otherwise he would have just been fleeing without his friends. That probably wouldn't be something that happened. Yeah. Then they had a power ring and that uh, let the others escape from the cage and let them run super fast and escape the exploding... uh, Where were they even? Wherever they were, this whole city got flooded, and like all the buildings fell down. But they escaped. Yep, and then Sally and Sonic are sitting in the back woods. Back. And Sally's probably like, oh, that was so great. And Sonic is like, oh man, I wish I had a big Thanksgiving dinner. No, what clearly happened was this. Sonic is saying something very poetic about something or someone he loves. And Sally is blushing because she thinks Sonic's talking about her. And then at the very end, Sonic reveals that he is talking about chili dogs and Sally's mad. Mm. So it's a real funny joke. Mm-hmm. That's the end. And that's it. Just another day of your plan failing and you almost die. But luckily the power rings can just literally do anything, apparently, <laughs> and save you. Alright, so now we're going to go watch the episode normally, and we will be back with our thoughts after this short break. See you on the other side. Let's do Do it it to to it. it. Okay, we're back, listener. Ida usually doesn't say that, but we are. And we're back. Ida, set the stage on the introduction of the episode. Okay, so Sonic is having this dream, and um, what really freaks him out is Sally's voice in the dream saying, Sonic, where were you when the brains were handed out? It was kind of 
in insult the first time. Yeah. And then the second time it was more... It was more like, I'm Princess Leia, and you're my only hope. Mm-hmm. But the first time it was like, Sonic, where were you when the brains were handed out? Yeah. So then Sonic wakes up, he's real freaked out, and he goes to Rotor and is like, Rotor, do you know anything about dreams? And Rotor's like, nope. <laughs> but one time, Bunny told me dreams are what fears you need to face or something like that. It was actually Sally that told Rotor that. Oh. Uh, Sonic said that the reason he was having a bad dream was because he had been eating his own cooking. He said that? Yeah. I didn't do that. Oh, no, man, I need to stop eating my own cooking. What is he cooking? What do you think he's cooking? Chili dogs. Of course. You know, listener, I've never had a chili dog. You know, listener, I've never had a chili dog either. How are we claiming to be experts on all things Sonic the Hedgehog? We've never had a chili dog. You know, a chili dog is no malfunction. That's certainly true. Now back to the episode. Sally says that Nicole intercepted a transmission that Robotnik was sending to his SWAT bots. My issue... What kind of shoe? My issue... <laughs> why is Robotnik sending, like, a voice memo to his SWAT bots? Why is he <laughs> sending a recording of his own voice to them with the instructions? Can't he just send, like, code directly into their robotic brains? It's because he's egotistical. He wants to hear his own voice. Is he also sending it to himself? It's probably his voice diary or something. It's a captain's log. But the plans are for them to take this blimp called the Cloudburster to this island called Nimbus, and somehow that's going to help them make it have toxic rain all over the planet, I guess. Well, they were going to do it over that island, and then somebody said, well, there's already, like, so much toxic rain everywhere else. But it was, was an issue because they didn't know if that island was inhabited or not, so they were like, this is going to mess it up for those people if anybody lives there. So they couldn't let that happen. Why? Because they're fighting for climate justice. Yeah. What the plan is to stop this is, luckily, Rotor happens to have three... Are they SWAT bot costumes or are they actual SWAT bots? Well, that's the question. Are SWAT bots like stormtroopers where it's a real person inside all of them? It's kind of seeming like that based on how they act. Mm -hmm. So the plan is for Sally, Antoine, and Bunny to wear the SWAT bot suits and go mess up the Cloudburster. Once again, why is Antoine going? Because they had three SWAT bot suits. But Somebody had to go. Just because you have three doesn't mean you need to use them all. He was there because he said something very funny once they got captured. That's so true. So they needed that in the storyline. <laughs> I mean, I, that's what he's there for. He's there for comic relief. When we were watching it, I was thinking, why is Antoine going? Why doesn't? And then I thought, hmm, who else would even go? Like, who else do they even have? Yeah. yeah I suppose Rotor could go. Oh, what about Cap? cat what about the bandolier pig why can't the bandolier pig go mm -hmm. probably got some useful gadgets inside that bandolier mm -hmm. what about tails i advise against tails going that's dangerous when sally was wearing the swat bot helmet just that nothing else from the swat bot costume tails came up and he went he went like help a swat bot i'm, I'm juicing <laughs> and he then ran away. he ran away at sonic speed yeah just about what a dumb kid. So they were like, our plan is foolproof, even Tails is fooled. 
Okay, so they're going to this blimp, and then... They throw a smoke bomb in front of it, and Snively is inside the blimp, and he's like, okay, SWAT bots, go out and check that. They don't have, like, scanners or anything? No. And also, like, what do you need to check this smoke for? To see if it's dangerous. If Just it's... fly over it. You are in a blimp. <laughs> so Sally gets inside the blimp, takes off her helmet so that she can get caught. Takes off her helmet so she can hack, quote unquote, hack into this system. All she has to do to hack into it is plug Nicole <laughs> into like the wall basically yeah, and say into the dashboard and say nicole uh figure it out please yeah she did try to put her helmet back on but when she was going to reach for it she got caught yeah but why did she take it off in the first place so she could like pull her helmet off and shake her hair out <laughs> but antoine and bunny are standing guard outside and then antoine trips and his helmet falls off classic Antoine. Which is how they get caught. And Bunny says that she hates it when this happens. Yeah. Stop bringing him. Which implies that it happens a lot. And yeah, don't bring him. At this point, Sonic gets to the island of Nimbus. And he walks into some building. And he's like, anybody here? And there's no one there. So Sonic goes and meets up with Sally and Bunny and Antoine, who are in this laser cage now. And Sally says, Sonic, don't touch the bars of the cage that are made out of lasers. And he says, why? <laughs> I don't know, Sonic. Just don't do it, okay? Maybe use your brain for once. Oh, this is Where were you when they were handed out, Sonic? This is when, when he was running up, I think. This is when um, Bunny said, oh, there's that hunky little hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then Sonic goes into his thinking about his nightmare and he gets paralyzed with fear. And they're all like, what is he doing? It looks like he's daydreaming. I don't really understand why that happened and what it even had to do with anything. He saw the blimp coming and then he started dreaming. I think he remembered his dream because his dream was telling him that he was afraid he wasn't smart enough. So he was like, oh, I have to think of something quick to get out of this. And then he went into being like, I'm too dumb to solve this problem. And he spiraled then. Okay. Because I think that the core of his dream was that he's afraid he's all brawn and no brain. Okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But then his brilliant idea, after he stops being paralyzed with fear, is to drill into the ground. He sees like an oil rig. Mm -hmm. So he's like, okay, there must be something down below. So he drills down there, and he runs on the gears, and it shoots the oil out at the blimp. No, wait. First, he sees the oil rigs, and then he sees the blimp coming. So he's like, okay, I'm going to time it, so I'm going to get the attention of the blimp. He runs over there, and Antoine says, what is the foolish hedgehog doing now? I'm like, the foolish hedgehog who saved your life, like, every, every single, single day. time, Antoine. <laughs> so then he goes underground. He runs on the thing, and then the oil shoots up out of the ground into the blimp, messes everything up. Um, we cut to Robotnik and Snively standing in waist-deep oil, and Robotnik then says, let's get out of here. <laughs> what were they doing that whole time? They were standing in there, letting it fill up? And is the blimp just that shoddily made that, like, it's got holes in it that the oil is just seeping through? It's made out of, like, metal sheets. It's not airtight. Why not? 
probably doesn't need to be. I don't know. Seems like Robotnik is kind of getting a little lazy. The whole time he's standing there and Snively is like, oh, the computer's really messed up. Oh, the engines are really messed up. And Robotnik is like, what is wrong? Why can't I shoot this missile? And he's like, it's broken. We gotta go. We're almost out of energy. And Robotnik is like, why is this happening? So he doesn't do anything anyway. He's been taking part in the plans a lot more recently. Like, he's always there, like, shooting, trying to shoot Sonic with a laser. I think he's more effective as a villain if he's actually not (laughs) standing there looking stupid, getting outsmarted by Sonic. Like, in the first few episodes, he's kind of just, like, sitting in the chair. Mm -hmm. I think he's more effective as a villain then. It makes me appreciate him more when he's out in the action. One, because he's trying to bring these plans to life. And two, because he he never gets discouraged. Like Nobody every, on the show does. Every single time, he's like, oh, Sonic, how could you be so stupid? You've fallen into my trap. And every time, Sonic gets out of it. But still, the next day, he wakes up and he's like, I gotta follow my heart. I gotta do what I was put on this planet to do. I gotta defeat that hedgehog. He always thinks he could do it. This is when I realized, um, when they were in the blimp, I was like, oh, I should have realized this earlier. But Snively is definitely the queer-coded villain. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's mostly his voice that made me think that. He sounds more effeminate, and I think that's purposeful. But, you know, that just now makes sense for him and Xantuan to end up together. Mm. Uh, The next thing I wrote down in my notes was, how did Sonic... Hmm. Uh, I didn't write anything else, so I'm going to ask you this, Ida. How did Sonic... Hmm. How did Sonic carry that power ring with him? He didn't have his little backpack. Yes, he did. Oh. (laughs) Well, that's how. That's how he did. (laughs) When the blimp is going down, Robotnik and Snively escape in a invisible escape pod. Mm Mm-hmm. So the blimp explodes, and the Freedom Fighters think that Robotnik has finally been defeated. And what does Bunny say? She says... I don't know what she says. She says... "Uh, Should I do the voice? I feel like the first time I do the voice, it's always really bad. Just per day, per recording. Do you do it every day? (laughs) Yeah, I practice in the mirror. Bunny said... Let me imagine it in my voice. Let me visualize Robotnik has finally bought the farm. Looks like Robotnik has finally bought the farm. And what did Antoine say? Robotnik has a farm? Do a French voice. Robotnik Robotnik has a farm? Mm, Okay. I give that a 2 out of (laughs) 10. He says, "Uh, The Robotnik has a farm? That was better, but why did you add the Zay at the beginning? (laughs) That was to get into character. (laughs) So Robotnik is allegedly dead, but those three, Sally, Bunny, and Antoine, are still stuck in the laser cage. So Sonic comes up with another plan. Uh, Touch your power ring to the laser cage, and maybe that'll fix it. Probably something will happen if you do that. So they do that. And it works, and they get out. So then we go back to the hidden village. Sonic and Sally are sitting back to back, 
And Sally says something about how, yeah, he should use his brain. But Sonic seems to be asleep, but he's talking in his sleep. And what is he saying? He's like, wow, you're like the best thing I've ever met. You make my heart beat fast. And, and my, mouth my mouth water. water. And Sally blushes really hard. Super hard. But then he says, yep, nothing like a good old chili dog. And Sally's like, oh, I don't know what that is. I was trying to picture it. I couldn't think of her facial expression. So that's the end, and in the next episode, when they find out that Robotnik is not dead, that he's alive, do you think they're going to have any reaction? Nope. It's going to be business as usual. They've thought that he's died before, many times. Like, he fell off that floating island, he probably got exploded a couple other times. At this point, I think they just need to assume he's not actually dead when they think he is. Yeah. Um, one thing that I forgot to say is Stively said him and Robotnik had to go back to Robotropolis. Yeah. I never heard that before. I said Robotropolis. It used to be called Mobotropolis. <laughs> no, that's true. Oh, really? Did we learn that in the show? Maybe, but you also learned it in Sonic Underground. Sonic Underground. That's not how it goes. Do you know how it goes? Nope. Sonic Underground. Any other thoughts? Um, just that, um, no, no other thoughts. I'm looking at LinkedIn right now. What? <laughs> and with that, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Uh, the Robotnik has a farm?